You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio, where spring has sprung here in Texas. I love it. And it's interesting, Pam, because, you know, I had thrown down earlier in the year that mm-hmm. uh, in 2022, there will be an audio version um, of, of Naked Marriage. <laughs> yes, yes. So been trying I, sat to record. Down, I sat down and tried to record uh, in the last week or so to get some, just some chapters on, on the audio of it mm-hmm. and, and realize uh, springtime in Texas in the morning is not, not quiet with the birds yeah. and animals yeah. <laughs> where we live at least. Uh, as I'm going back through the recordings, I just hear chirp, birds chirp, chirp, in the chirp, background. I'm like, chirp, chirp. I don't know if that works for an audible book, right? Yeah, no, we're going to have to get a different setup. <laughs> it works for, for a podcast because that's kind of a little more flowing, it seems, in some regards, at least the way we do the show here at Sex yeah. Image Radio. Yeah, but, it's just but not comical, for an audio like, book. I might have to come up with another option. Yeah, you will. On, on where to record this thing. Well, this is Sex Image Radio where. We're recording again, just like we do every single week, from mm-hmm. the SMR Studios, which is AKA our den at, <laughs> at the house in Bikini. Um, where, but each and every week we go where the nation wants to go. Um, we, you let us know by calling us 214-702-9565. Email us, send us an audio of your voicemail, or record it on your phone and email us at feedback at because we want your voice to round out the conversations. Mm-hmm. And incidentally, the great conversations that have been taking place from last week's episode mm-hmm. on exploring kink and BDSM. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been some great dialogue that took place at my.smrnation.com and in the academy. I like it. And so because of that, we want other people to try it out. And the academy has a lot of... Try out the academy, that is. Correct. <laughs> Good clarification. She's on the ball. Even right after tax season is done. Um but it's, it's what we're doing is we put together, if you go to the smrnation.com forward slash SMR Academy and join the uh, all the way in level of the Academy, not mm-hmm. just the extended content. When you are checking out, um, before you use a coupon code, try it out, all lowercase, all together, no spaces, try it out and get two months for the price of one to try it out. Then you can cancel it anytime you want. Oh, nice. So it's 50% off the first 60 mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. And that way you can see, get a taste of what what's going on in the academy. Yeah, what's so, what's it all about? Yeah, it's and then you'll also get uh, next week as our monthly coaching call for April. So you'll be able to join us live for mm-hmm. that and the hangout afterwards. So try it out with us; it'll be worth your time. Well, coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio is a conversation I got to have with uh, Kimberly Beam Holmes. Mm. That she works with. Her father, mm-hmm. Joe Bean, who I've known of for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember um, hearing him 25 years ago, almost 30 years ago. Right. And so she is into the whole world of attraction. That's where mm-hmm. she's kind of landed on what is it that helps create attraction? Mm. And why is this so important, particularly in marriage? Mm, that's a good topic. And it's a really good dialogue and it's a really good framework she's got to just look at the different aspects. And what am I doing in those? Because I think it really does help hmm. be specific on, I need to be attractive. And, and I can affect my, I can affect that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then on the extended version today, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can join us at smrnation.com forward slash smracademy. Again, use the code TRYITOUT and you get a little bit um, 50% off the first two months. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we go into a little more of, a, I call it inside baseball conversation on just what's okay. it like being raised in the world that she was raised in with her father, mm-hmm. because he was one in the Church of Christ, mm-hmm. for sure, uh, was one of the few that would really talk about marriage and sex. Yeah. And so, uh, selfishly, I was wondering, what was your experience like? Because I'm wondering what our kids' experience is going to be like when they look back, you know, sure, <laughs> year, sure. years and years from now. Uh, what what was surprising? What was not? What did they? What was the great things she gleaned from it? What just what was that experience like? And then what's it like on the front lines, like we do? Of what are some of the things you see in the field and in the in the world of Christendom mm-hmm. that are surprising, disappointing, frustrating, and encouraging? Mm-hmm. And so this was a fun little just little more personal dialogue that she and I got to have in the extended content. Looking forward to it. All that's coming up on today's show. Well, I'm honored today to welcome Kimberly Bean Holmes to the show today where I found you, um, your, your show, is, it starts with attraction, but you've also got other things, marriage helper. I mean, you're busy, wow. girl, and plus <laughs> wrapping up a PhD in psychology. I mean, so you got a lot yeah. going on. So thanks for carving out a little bit of time. to. Oh, absolutely. Along. I'm excited. I'm excited about it. These are the things I love doing. Um, but I do think I'm a bit too busy in other areas of life. So I'm trying to pare, pare down I get you. in some other areas. I get you. So Kimberly, where, where I'm wanting to land, just because uh, we've got a lot of different ways we can go with this, but mm-hmm. what it seems like you've uh, found as, as, a, as a real laser focus aspect of your work um, is this idea of attraction. And you know, it's, it's one of those things that just, I personally believe ebbs and flows, but it also doesn't, if it goes away, it doesn't mean it can't come back, you know, and there's, right. there's a lot of nuance in it. And I'm curious, yeah. I would love to just, how did you land there as yeah. a, as a focus and what's your take on it? Sure. And then I know you've got some strategic, um, we can talk about some pies. It's kind of, I'll, I'll tee it up for you. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> where we're, that's, that's where we're heading. But, um, Tell, tell me about your, your take on the whole world of attraction. Sure. Well, so broad question, my take on the whole world of attraction, what's out there, not necessarily in research science, but in pop culture, things like that is not good. I don't have good views of what is being touted out there for the majority of it, because it's so much of it is focused on these superficial things, Mm -hmm. weight, looks, height, and and some things you can't even change about a person. I think that is what one of my biggest pet peeves has been about attraction is so many times we are quick to judge another person about something that that's just the way they were made and they can't control it or change it no matter what. Right. And so one of the things I love about the area of attraction, and there's so many different facets of it that we could go into. I mean, there's self-perceived attraction, which is just the way I feel about my Mm -hmm. own attractiveness, or there is others perceived attraction, right? So how attractive do others see me? But really when we look at the correlation between the two, or at least a strong causation between the two, we see that people are more likely to find others attractive if those people believe that they are attractive. So there really is a confidence factor that, that goes into it. Now, how I got into it was starting with my work at Marriage Helper. So I am the CEO there. And one of the things we teach about is something called the love path. And it's a four step or stage, four stage process of falling in love. 
And the first step of it is attraction. Mm-hmm. And I would begin to see over the years as I would work with couples or as couples would come through the program that that is where people were latching on. They, they would just find out about this concept, this concept of pies, which we'll talk about in a bit. But we gave this framework of understanding what true attraction is and how someone can focus on becoming more attractive. And that became its own thing. I mean, people started creating the phrase, I'm working on my pies. I'm working on becoming the best. It took a life of its own. And I said, how can we go deeper in that Mm -hmm. by really taking attraction away from just marriage and focus more on the self, this individual focus, the self-help type of focus mm-hmm. of people who just want to better themselves. So that's how I originally got into it. Okay. And then that then leads into the more specific work that you're doing, which is the pies, because yeah. you and I, you and I align a lot in this idea that um, I, we, we get, you know, if you get the whole other validation or self-validation. That's that's the terminology I'll use a lot with the differentiation lens, right? Mm-hmm. And it's this that yes, they both are mad, they both matter, and one can carry one more weight than another, but they both still need yeah. to exist. And I love your phrase of if I have a self-perception of attractiveness, mm-hmm. then that's one thing. That's kind of like confidence, right? But a lot of times that's bread and comes easier. When others people see it, I perceive they yeah. have they perceive me that way too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And it's not to geek out. Maybe this is, maybe we should have this conversation at a later time, but even when you start looking at the different research on self-esteem or self-worth, which are two Mm -hmm. different things, but there's specifically the components of self-worth that have been pretty heavily researched. It, a lot of those components have to do with others support. So like one of those tenants, one of those components of self-worth is family support. So Mm -hmm. that's, it's bringing in that idea of, are others seeing me? Do I feel validated by someone else? Because that will overall increase my own self-worth. But then there's other components like uh, competitiveness, interestingly enough, or academic success, um, God's love, interestingly, in the secular research is one of the things that is, that is seen as having a higher level of self-worth. Yep. And so there's other things that there's a lot that goes into it. I still will argue that all of these things in self-esteem and self-worth can boil down into four easy things that we call the pies right. that can help people just stay focused on becoming the best they can be feeling the best about themselves that they can which in turn will hopefully elicit a more positive response from other people and seeing them in that way as well. Perfect. And so then we, the pies, it's an acronym, right? So standing for, I'm going to just throw it right back at you. Yeah. Physical, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual, all different phases or all different areas of attraction. And so some of them are a little bit self, right? You can kind of figure out what it is, but physical is not just about how I look, although that is a component of it. It is Mm -hmm. healthy and attractive for someone to try and look the most attractive that they can for their age and situation in life. Mm -hmm. So we're not trying to tell a 50 year old woman going through menopause that she needs to look the same way as a 20 year old supermodel, like not healthy, not healthy, but what can you do to look the best? and feel the best physically for your age and situation in life. I'm sure you probably have talked about this on your show, especially when it comes to sex, that if you don't feel good, 
you don't have the energy, you're not sleeping well, especially for women, then you're not going to even have the desire many times in order to engage in that. Well, it's the same just in regular life. If you don't Mm -hmm. feel good, then it's going to affect how you show up in your relationships and how you feel about yourself. And so physical really is all about those, those things that yes, they are some of the things that are out there in pop culture, but it's nutrition, exercise, sleep, making sure that you're getting out, having you know, sunlight, all of those different things, managing your stress. Well, all of that will affect how you physically feel and how you physically look. Right. And that's that idea that we've, what we've referred to this as um, this is that confidence in my own skin, right? Even if there's a lot of it, if I got if I have an element of an embodiment of my well-being, of, you know, because that's, that's the interesting thing because you've alluded to uh, how confidence is a component of this. But I mean, that's what's so interesting about anything you do with research or anything you do when you start to study aspects of human existence, relational dynamics, uh, inner workings of our of ourself. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many qualifiers, but each one of them in and of themselves are their own thing, mm-hmm. right? Because com- you made the comment of self-esteem is different than self-worth. That's a huge mm-hmm. distinction. Mm-hmm. If you get deep out into it, but it also, right. for the sake of some casual conversation, it can exactly. lump together to make the point, <laughs> you know, right. so it's just, exactly, it's, exactly. This, this is where, uh, you know, all the training I've done under Schnars, he, he would constantly refer to this in the, in the joking way. And I guess the, the comedic way of cellulite and sexual confidence are positively correlated <laughs> because typically when we age, that's when more and more research continually shows yeah. sexual you know, quality of sexual encounters is increasing sure. because sure. I'm more comfortable with who I am and exactly all that I am. And it doesn't, but I love your emphasis that you're describing, but I still need to make sure it's a priority of how am I looking out for the betterment of, of who I am at that moment? How am I continually working on that, the, the physical realm of me? Yes, yes, absolutely. So it is an important part, but when we're talking about a strong marriage specifically, because that's where a lot of my work is, it is not the most important part of attraction. Okay. We'll get to that one. Okay. So that one's the P that's the physical. The yep. I stands for intellectual, which I've talked about. And this is all about, uh, so there's two different ways to look at this and I'll explain both. When I'm thinking about myself and becoming the most attractive I can be, then it is most attractive if I'm continuing to grow and learn. If I have a sense of how can I, you know, what else can I do? What new hobby can I try? Or that is not, that not only increases my own confidence, right. And makes me feel more attractive about myself because I, I gain knowledge in areas I didn't know before. I realized that I can bring more to the world. You know, maybe I find interest in new things I didn't know I had before. Um, So that is important. But also there's a part of this, which is relational, the relationship part of the attraction and the intellectual attraction that comes in there is, is this a person that I enjoy talking to? Okay. Is this a person that we share enough in common that we can have meaningful conversations, Mm -hmm. but also have enough differing interests that it's interesting Mm -hmm. to talk to them, that I'm learning something from them, that they're pushing me to maybe learn more myself, because that is a huge part of a relationship. We want to be intellectually stimulated by the person we're coming home to. 
particularly in a long-term relationship, yes, because that's sure. where it becomes so boring if I don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. it's parallel existencing, right? That it's like, we just, we yeah. do our own thing every night and we, there's no overlap. There's no exchange. There's no tension. Yes. And couples can begin to really drift apart here. And it, one of the common ones is you have a husband and a wife and the husband has gone to either law school, med school. They've continued on in their education mm -hmm. for the good of the family. And the wife became the stay at home mom, which is an important job, a meaningful job. But over time, the difference between their, what they were focused on, what they were learning became a large gap, right? right. Like we have right. the, the husband who is deep in how the body works and how the mind works and all of this stuff. And the mom who's like trying to figure out how to teach her kids and grow them up. And if you're not consistently coming back and sharing with each other, here's what I did today. Here's what I learned today. Right. Then over time, this is when you'll begin people to see or hear people saying, I don't even know who I'm married to anymore mm -hmm. because you've stopped talking. You've stopped talking about your daily life, the things that interest you, or importantly, finding things that you can stay interested in together. Right. That is important. Right. And I, I actually, Kimberly, I just mentioned this in this. Uh, I don't know if, if the schooling you're in right now uh, with, with, with the PhD world program, uh, one of my very first classes, I just mentioned this on the air when I was having a conversation on this subject with my wife of um, one of the things that was said, one of the first professors I had said, hey, those of you in here that are married, if you've been married for a while, mind your marriage while you're going through the program. Mm. Because it is one of those, it's so easy, you feel like you move beyond yeah, if you will, right? It's that, it's that idea right. of I traded up after I became a doctor or a sure. lawyer or whatever it could be when I learned right. that next thing that now all of a sudden I see myself as a different level than them. And, and that's kind of that idea of how I'm, how are we both still providing the stimulation mm -hmm. for our own journeys and our relational journey, which I think that's Absolutely. important that you're describing. Good. Okay. So this episode of sexy marriage radio is sponsored by BetterHelp, Who's been a long-term sponsor with us. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know this, Pam, but people don't always realize that physical symptoms like headaches, teeth grinding, and even digestive issues can be completely related to stress. Teeth grinding even. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I mean, stress, stress plays out in a lot of different ways, and it can lead us to a lot of things like sleeping too little, sleeping too much, undereating, overeating. I mean, stress is mm -hmm. everywhere. I mean, mm -hmm. not in your world. It wasn't the oh, last no, never. couple of months. No. It, it, not, no stress at all for you. But it shows up in all kinds of ways. And in the world that we live in, <laughs> um, the message seems to be do more, sleep less, just be busy. It's a mm -hmm. mantra. It is. Right? That it, it, and so here's what this whole episode was just a reminder to take care of yourself. Do less. And then maybe even try some therapy. Mm-hmm. So BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with a therapist so that you don't even have to see anybody on camera if you don't want to. It's also much more affordable than in-person therapy. We recommend that you give it a try and see if online therapy can help you lower your stress this spring and into summer in 2022. Sexy Marriage Radio listeners can get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash SMR. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash SMR. 
So this is one therapist recommending other therapists because everybody can benefit from having somebody in their corner. So go to betterhelp.com forward slash SMR and listeners get 10% off. That's intellectual. The third one is emotional. That's the E of pies. And emotional attraction is all about, am I evoking emotions within other people that they enjoy feeling? Okay. That could be in, and that's for every relationship that we have. Okay. Because when I am able to evoke emotions within others that they enjoy feeling, that they want to be around me more, then I become a more attractive person to them. The, the thing, you can think about it this way. I have a friend a couple of years ago, she was dating this guy and uh, they'd started dating in the spring. Summer came around. They started going to the pool together, to the beach together. And all of a sudden, her boyfriend started saying to her, you know, you'd look a whole lot better if you would just lose 15 or 20 pounds. That started making her feel things mm-hmm. that she did not enjoy feeling, uh-huh. to, say, to say the very least. Yep. And think about, I mean, in that example, every time I share it, people are like, I can't, I mean, even me, every time I say it, like, how could a man be so dumb to say something like that? But the honest truth of it is, especially when we get comfortable in our marriages, we feel secure in the relationship. We begin to say things Mm -hmm. to our spouse that are just like that. They may Mm -hmm. not seemingly be that curt and that blunt, but we really start saying things, you know, maybe you should wear something different, or maybe you should try. And sometimes it's a helpful, it's a helpful response. If it's wanted by the other person, if they're asking for it and they're open to it, right. the majority of the time, it's really coming across as you need to change right. in order for me to love you. Right. We're not, we're not talking about the, Hey, Kimberly, I'm not sure you're aware, but you've got spinach in your yeah, teeth, exactly. you know, and, <laughs> right. and you might want to be, like, you might oh, want to take care of I that. Want to know. Yeah. yeah. You might want to take care of that, yeah. <laughs> but it is one of those deeper ones of just like, okay, mm-hmm. that's my refining of you need to shape into my preference mm-hmm. to keep my focus or yes, excitement or interest or whatever, right. when that's not necessarily their job. Yes, exactly. This one, the emotional attraction is the one that is the most important for a long-term relationship. Okay. Because we could be married to the most beautiful person in the world. They could have all of the degrees we could ever want. But if when we are around them, we feel like crap because of how they treat us. Yep. Nothing is going to make us want to stay. Yep. Okay. May because of what you know, the life that we have or different things like that, but inside we don't want to stay. Right. So that is so important to constantly go back and check. Okay. And then S is the final one. And this stands for spiritual attraction. So this one could have to do with an organized faith or religion, because Mm -hmm. those things definitely form beliefs and values, but it really is all about beliefs and values and living in line with those beliefs and values. Okay. So we are typically attracted to people who we see as having the similar beliefs and values as we do, or better beliefs and values than we do, because it encourages us to want to be better. So I, this was one of the first things that attracted me to my husband was in college. I had friends that were friends with him And they said to me, Kimberly, Rob is one of the most generous people we know. He is funding people's mission trips to be able to go to Jamaica, like just writing the check, doesn't Mm -hmm. even care. And I was like, wow, that is so amazing. Like, I wish I was more generous. 
And so that was one of the things that first attracted me to him because he, I perceived him as having a better beliefs and values than me. He was encouraging me to be a better person Okay. in all of that. And so that we are unattracted on the flip side, when people say that they value one thing and then they they act completely differently, completely unattractive. Yeah. That's, that's one of the bigger steps I give clients and even listeners all the time is Mm -hmm. you need to make sure there's congruence with what you say you believe or you say you want to do and what you actually do according to, because we can't hide who we are at home with people that live in close proximity Mm -hmm. to us, right? Kids, spouse, extended family, whatever it might be, even coworkers. If you're with them for a lot of time, yeah, they know who you are because it's what you do. And, you know, I even use the same phrase with, I've got teenage kids now, a teenage daughter and a teenage son and the teenage daughter is dating. Um, and I've told her all along when she first started entering into the world of that, honey, don't believe a thing. Any other boy says to you, watch what he does. That tells you who mm-hmm. he is, right? Because we will say all mm-hmm. kinds of things as human beings, <laughs> all kinds of things, <laughs> but what to we get do, what we want. right. Yeah. But what we do is who we are. Exactly. And, and I love that kind of framework because yes, I think there is that element of the spiritual as it comes and relates to a, a Christian worldview or a godly component, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely important, but mm-hmm. there's also so much more to that world of spiritual that, sure. that it's worth, it's worth looking at. Okay. So if somebody looks at these and they start realizing I'm almost picturing, this is almost a pie chart. Ha ha. See what I did there. I see um, what you did. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure it's the first time you've ever heard that that joke. It actually too, is the first time. Are you kidding me? No way. <laughs> I'm kidding you. <laughs> okay. But, but I so see what you did. you're kind of looking at then this idea of, okay, where am I in each of them? And how do I enhance? Is that kind of, or, or what, what, yeah. what do I do with this? How do I, how do I strategize and, and make it actionable? Yeah. Great question. I have, there actually is an assessment that I have, which I can give your listeners Uh, it's free. So they can just go take it. And each one has 10 questions that they can go through. And then at the end, they tally it up and they're Mm -hmm. just able to quickly self-assess kind of, where am I? But a lot of people, as they're listening to even just us talk about it are probably already beginning to think like, Oh, I really need to spend some time probably on emotional attraction. That's what 90% of people are going to say. I need to start there. But the other great thing about this framework of the pies is it gives people just an easy thing to, to, to kind of go back to and assess on a daily basis. How am I working on my pies? What did I do physically, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually? And it can just become kind of a quick checklist Mm -hmm. to focus on becoming more attractive. And I, and I think it's important to make it, make the distinction here. If people haven't picked up on this, this is what you're saying all the way through, but I want to make sure it's clear to everybody in the nation hearing it that you're talking about what am I doing to make myself more attractive? Not what is my spouse doing to make it to where they're not attractive to me? Yes. That's right. <laughs> because, Great distinction. Right. Because we, we can so, we could so easily do that. of Just like, well, yeah, yeah, if you would, honey, if you would just work on your emotional attractiveness right. and not say the right. stupid things that hurt my feelings, that'll help me yeah. be more attracted to you. And yeah, no, it probably won't. So, yeah, exactly. And, you know, people ask that question a lot. They say, okay, but I've been working on myself. Now, what about my spouse? 
And Mm -hmm. I always respond, the best thing you can do is model it. The best thing you can do is by showing you're changing, showing what you're doing, being positive about it. And then if they ask, share, like Mm -hmm. use that as an opportunity, but also, you know, you don't want to ram it down their throats. Well, you need to be, and even this is kind of off the point, but I've gotten so obsessed with the the research of stories and negative stories and the negative stories we tell ourselves about our spouse and how that can just that can take a marriage into a crisis mode. Right. And so it's so important. I would even encourage people, like if you're starting to think that way, well, my spouse isn't doing anything in these four areas, try and force yourself to think, no, what is some, what is one thing I can pull that I can be appreciative of that okay. they're doing in each of these areas? Yeah. Cause it is likely they are doing something. We're just not seeing exactly. it because the, the human Human tendency exactly. is we we look for the things in the manner in which we would do them. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. if I'm the whole, I greet you at the door when you come in and that's how I show you I love you and you don't do that in return. Sure. Well, then you don't do anything to show me you love me, you know, sure. and it's like, sure. Hold on. <laughs> slow, slow down a little bit, because I, right. I also think as we kind of wrap up this segment, Kimberly, I think of this whole thing of the the goal to me is I want to present something that's worth choosing and I want to give it the opportunity where my partner, I want it to most likely be if they don't choose some aspect of me, it's bad judgment on their part, mm-hmm. not good judgment. Because if it's good judgment, that's on me that I didn't offer up something worth having an intellectual conversation with. I didn't offer up something mm-hmm. worth hanging yeah. with and spending an evening or that's good. going on a deeper journey with, I mean, I use it particularly when it comes to the sexual dynamic. Like if I offer up an opportunity for sex with my wife and she turns it down, I want that to be bad judgment on her part. Right. I just like, Oh, I was all, you, you missed something that could have been really good, baby, rather than, no, that was good judgment. And yeah, you're right. I was not offering something good. <laughs> I wasn't seeking something that was really life-giving and out of yeah. goodness. It was more self-serving or, you know, insecurity or something else, which why would, why would anybody in the long run want to be a part of that a lot? So, okay. Yeah. So tell people in the, in the nation, how can they find more about you? I'll put the links in the show notes, plus the, the, the test that you give to help self-assessed. So, yeah, great. Absolutely. So for that test, the main place they can go is KimberlyBeamHolmes.com, which I'll give you that link and they can find the assessment there. But if you have any listeners where they are struggling with their marriage, maybe they have, you know, the sex, I know a lot of your listeners listen for the the sex part of it, but you're, they're saying, you know, my marriage is on the rocks Mm -hmm. and maybe that's why my sex life isn't great. Then that's what marriage helper does. And you can find out more about how we serve couples and how we have over a 70% success rate at saving marriages by going to marriagehelper.com and seeing all of our resources that we have for you there. Perfect. Well, Kimberly, thank you so much for the work and the simplification of some of the things that are a little deeper to try to nail down. I love, I love the, the approach of this, because I think it does give a real tangible path for people to, to utilize and, and then steer it into their relationship, which is just going to reap all kinds of benefits, particularly for themselves, but then also for their relationship. So thank you so much for the time thus far. Thank you for having me on, Corey. I've loved it. Well, it never ceases to amaze, Pam. This is, we get confirmation of this over and over and over that uh, it is a small world. Yeah. On how things overlap and interact and Mm -hmm. 
It's like, oh yeah, I knew you, and I, you know, and it's just was that the six degrees of Kevin Bacon or something like that? <laughs> that man is everywhere. <laughs> he's related to everybody. Maybe he's like Noah or something. <laughs> but I love the fact that. Um, Doing the show as long as we have the relationships, the partnerships, yeah, um, definitely the commonalities and the fellowship that's going on. Mm-hmm. That, that there are a lot of people that are really trying to help marriages, um, and I love it more and more in the church. Mm-hmm. That let's sex is not one of those unspoken, forbidden topics as much as it once was, mm-hmm. and hopefully that trend continues. Yeah. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. If we left something undone, let us know, 214-702-9565, and we'll see you next time.